businesses restructured, 200 and more businesses started, two MBAs, a decade of experience. We can take your business to a whole new level. The Business Show with Daisy, Izu and Essay. Welcome back. Welcome back. You are listening to Hot 93 FM and we are the business show brought to you by Hexavia. What's good, guys? <laughs> we're really good. Pretty okay. good. So we're, today we're talking about innovation, evolve or dissolve the business and innovators dilemma, mm. problems, decisions, <laughs> <laughs> business, just the hashtag business decides 2023. Sorry. Um, so we'll start with like, what is innovation and how does it happen? Mm. So for me, I'd, I'd save us all of that high, um, high school, business school jargon. We're not going to start saying innovation is defined as. <laughs> but innovation for me is two words, right? It's new ideas, it's newness, and it's improvement. So innovation is really newness. Um, innovation is what are you doing that is different from what hasn't been done before. What's the new concept, right? So it could be what's the new idea, what's the new method, what's the new product, or what's the new market. A lot of people start businesses in an isolate in a saturated market without having a complete advantage right so 20 people are selling the same thing you want to start selling the same thing but you're not selling different so innovation is about newness and it's about improvement right um it's about superlatives how can you be bigger better faster cheaper whatever that is is what innovation really is so when we're talking about like the dilemma itself about evolving or dissolving i think feel like if any business is giving the choice between evolution and dissolution, the choice seems obvious. But why Why is it a choice in the first place? Mm. People don't even... See, I wish people saw it as black and white as this. They would evolve. Because mm-hmm. it looks like evolve is a good thing. The first thing about life is humans don't like change. Right? We don't like change. Even when we find what we need to change. Right? We mm-hmm. don't like change. Right? So if you've been in the dark for too long. Right? And they turn on the light, you're going to squint. You're probably like, oh, turn on the light. It's too bright. Yeah. Even though you need light. I just said we don't want change. And I just remembered what the election showed us. Mm-hmm. That we really don't want change. Right. A lot of people are going to resist. Right. You know, in the world of, of uh, what's the name now? Um, Harriet Thubman, one of the greatest um, slave, what, what do you call it? Escapist, right? Sort of yeah. right. Um, she says, you know, she freed so many slaves in her mm-hmm. lifetime. There's a, a, a great quote she said. She, you know, she traveled around, you know, she would come back every time to free slaves yes. most of the slaves that she was trying to free will fight her mm-hmm, sometimes she has to pull out a gun and say you better follow me to be free or i'll kill you mm-hmm. that's how deep it was but she had this quote she said in towards eternal life she said something and it became a quote said i freed a thousand slaves i did well but i could have freed ten thousand more if only they knew they were slaves mm-hmm. I, I freed a thousand slaves i could have freed a lot more if only they knew they were slaves so a lot of people who run businesses right act like they want change to get better but if you look at how they live their lives and how they run their business they really don't want change right so um the first dilemma is the ceo wants change but it has to be driven by his team members the team members don't want the change right so your team members sabotage the change sometimes your customers don't even want change mm-hmm. um when the horse and carriage was in in circulation when the form of transportation for rich people were horse and carriage yeah and they put out a questionnaire and say what do you want everybody said they wanted faster horses Ford did not give them faster horses. He just created a car. So people didn't even want a car. People wanted faster horses, right? So the dilemma is how can you, how do you get to a conviction that this is a better option? But the dilemma is how do you even 
move to that better option with people. I think that's what the dilemma is. Okay, cool. So like, let's break it down into like from we've talked about steps before. Yeah. Um. So let's break it down into that sort of strategy for innovation. Like, what are the steps mm. for innovation? <laughs> you know, wordplay. Like, I like to say, if you sing, I sing kind of songs you love to read. If if a singer, if a singer, I sing kind of songs you love to listen to. If you're mm-hmm. a reader, you read. If you're a writer, you read the kind of books you love to read. Um, steps. I like to even talk, turn that into an acronym. That for you to create a great innovative product, you must follow five steps. Mm. And that five steps have an acronym called steps. <laughs> All right. Um, so let me say this again. For you to create innovation, you must follow steps. And those steps have an acronym, which if you read them, is actually steps. So first is S T E P S. S is you must have a story. Every great innovation starts off with a story. A story you want to change. A narrative you want to change. And how you can even put that whole story. That's why when politicians say they want change or they create they come, every politician supplies change. Like I like to say every four years, politics is a game of every four years. We go to the poll mm-hmm. for the same reason why if you have a child, you change the diapers. Right. Uh, every four years we change politicians like like mothers change diapers, full of Right. So, but at the end of the day, it's basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: you, every politician comes with a caption. Obama literally won the whole election by three words: "Yes, we can." Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think this one is called "Renewed Hope." Oh, right. Yeah. So, you, as even as a business person, you have to have a slogan. Right. I remember years ago, I, I, I played golf. Years ago, I, I went to NLNG. NLNG has NLNG Bunny has one of the best golf courses in Nigeria. And I remember coming down the, so you can only get to Bunny in two, two ways, either through the yachts or the speedboat or through the helicopters. I remember coming down the helicopter and seeing everywhere in Bunny with this caption that says, you know what time it is, you know what time it is, you know what time it is. Every single thing, you go to their cafeteria to eat, there's a slogan that says, you know what time it is, someone hands you stop, you know what time it is. That was a great strategy to change something. What they were trying to say is people spend too much time in one place. Do you mm. know what time it is? It's like... Yeah, look God. at your watch yeah. sense of urgency basically mm-hmm. so the first one is s story the second one is t trigger every change must have a trigger mm-hmm. the trigger for this peter b movement was answers people forget that yeah right it was answers mm-hmm. that would create a trigger for everybody becoming more socially aware and politically aware so what is your trigger for the change in your business e is emotions you've got to connect people's emotions there were very small packet things that happened that connected people's emotions and i'm hoping that the president-elect would also tap into the emotions of people i was just cracking a joke today that oh, of course half of badeborn i would now know that badeborn road driver has an Igbo name like how like mm-hmm. he's trying to tap into the emotions of people yesterday I was given a chief title in ebola like like the funny thing about life and about business is that we're not we're not as logical as we think we are we're actually all emotional beings a lot of the purchases we make are emotional mm-hmm. right so connect with emotion so pay attention s-t-e-p-s Stra- uh, you must have a story have a trigger have an emotional connection that gets me to buy the change then there must be practical value case studies experiences and lastly social currency and this actually turns us to the trivial for today if you can mention the steps you probably win a ticket to the Breakfast with Izu on the 18th in Echo Hotel. Buffet style breakfast for CEOs and executives. Okay. What are we talking Sorry, just, about? Just before, um, of course, the, no- the number to call if you would like to participate is 0818-242-6591. Uh, you can ask your questions, you can contribute, and of course, um, partake in the trivia as well. 0818-242-6591. Essay, go ahead. So what exactly do we talk about at the Breakfast with Izu at Echo Hotel? 
Okay. okay, so the breakfast session is um, my name is Izu. I am the MD of Xavier. I spent 14 years building businesses. I still a lot of boards. I'm corporate restructuring consultant. I restructure businesses, um, four masters, and a PhD in view, a PMP. So I really, every once a month, sit down with top executives, C suites, military generals, and discuss strategy. So mm. what are we going to talk about? Strategy, system, structure for businesses. So if you're a CEO, an executive, or you want to gift your boss, say you've been a great boss to me, I want to give you a ticket to the breakfast with Izu. It's a buffet-style breakfast for CEOs and executives at Echo Hotel and Suites. You want to be a part of that, you can follow me on Instagram and send me a DM. Or you can send interested. Pay attention. The first five people will get a huge discount. It's not free, except you're winning it on this show. Mm-hmm. All you need to say is say interested, right, to the number 80 Two zero two eight nine one. Say interested to zero eight zero three five two zero two eight nine one. Or again, you can call the number and get the ticket for free, free, <laughs> free ninety nine dot com. Um. So yeah. Um. Moving on, let's talk about change and change management and how that plays into innovation. What are your thoughts on how to initiate or manage change? Mm. Okay, so for me, um, <laughs> change. At one end, people don't like change. At another end, there's nothing more constant in life than change, mm. right? Um, change is the most constant thing in life. So if you want to initiate change, there's a process for it. There's a lot of theories around it. One of my best theories for this is called um, Kopman. I'll try to remember the name now. The Kopman theory for change management. I did this in one of my MBAs. Uh, it was about if you want to create change, you initiate the change, then you unfreeze the problem. Then you change it, then you refreeze it. It's, it's, it's called the freeze or unfreeze model, right? So first of all, people you want people to do things differently, mm-hmm. right? You initiate the change by communicating. Sometimes you communicate in fear, you initiate fear or you initiate pleasure, mm-hmm. right? So you want people to change certain things. You want them to change certain behavior, right? So I, I saw a particular thing. Nigerians cross through rail lines. It's a culture. Matter of fact, as a culture in Nigeria, we don't cross through rail lines. We sell on rail land. Like that is true. you go to like Yaba market, mm-hmm. people are selling on real yeah, almost yeah. every market. So look at what the Lagos State Government is doing, right? I don't know if Lagos State Government, but by initiating this now, oh, the new rail, blah blah blah, is electric. If you cross it, you die. Like that fear is a part of the change initiation process, mm-hmm. right? So you see, change, change. You want people to change behavior, you promise them hell if they don't change. And that's what the whole fundamental religion, most religions, actually the, what you call it, the Abrahamic Judeo, religions. Yeah. Yes, the Islam, Christian, there's always that promise of paradise and that promise of hell, right? It's, people react to pain and pleasure. Mm-hmm. So as a businessman, react, start by, you can't create a great change if you don't communicate. And you have to tell a story that is driven by either fear or pleasure. So I think that's the best way to initiate change. And when you start that process, the next thing is you create a massive awareness for it. Then you Mm -hmm. find people in that whole system you're trying to change to buy into it. See, lobbying is a major part of every CEO's work, right? You have to lobby people. So you want your team to change something. Get some people in that team that even badly behave to be on your side. And see, this Nigeria election is just an amazing election to show you amazing case study. Sorry, not an amazing election. Amazing case study to what works and what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. See, you couldn't have won 24 you shouldn't have won that percentage that you need in 24 states if you don't have alliances between those states. So look at the role that Wiki played in rivers, delivering rivers. That's working inside out, working with someone inside. You see, every change comes from someone external of the system mm-hmm. in collaboration with somebody inside the system. Oh, it's like colonialism. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, like the British um, indirect rule where like they would come in and make 
it creates an alliance with the Oba or the Ubi, Igwe, or whoever was in charge in that community or, or the yeah, village. Yeah. yeah, and they would rule through that and they would essentially like. Like it was the British who were taxing women during um, Wamaka's women during FRK's time, but it was the Alake mm. that they went to, to that ended up being deposed at the end of the day. So it's that kind of system in yeah, a sense. It is. That's really how 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 it works. So I think at this point, if you want to call in, contribute to this topic, you definitely can. Or you want to win that trivia. We talked about steps, uh, things you must you must have. For this great change, and we said uh, story trigger, story emotions, trigger, practical yeah. value. Don't and repeat it. You're helping them. It's <laughs> <laughs> an exam. If you want to chill with the big boys, if you want to roll with the execs, you want to bam by everything. So if you, you like, remember what the steps are, okay. You you don't want him to win the tickets, do you? <laughs> <laughs> so of course, if you think you have the answers, definitely a you one win a ticket to break fast with right? With Izo. Can you spell it though? Easy spot is E I Z U uh, for anyone yes. who wants to follow us okay. on Instagram. Okay, easy. Okay, um, zero eight one eight two four two six five nine one. Again, zero eight one eight two four two six five nine one. They are still ready to win the tickets. Hello, hello, hi, hello. Yeah, hi. Good morning. What's your name? Where are you calling from? My name is Christian. Calling from Aja. Okay. So do you, Okay, so do, do you have the answers? Sorry, which of the answers? So what are the steps? Steps, yeah. Okay, okay, all right. Um, thank you very much. I would really like to before I, I just get to a respond, I I would love to say thank you very much and to Mr. Easy. I've uh, really been paying and get attention to what he's saying and it's really making a lot of sense to me. Um, I'm equally taking notes because, I mean, it seems to me like a master class, which I'm almost not paying for. But then, um, for, for the steps, from um, his explanations, we have um, uh, we have stories, right? He must have a story to tell. He must equally have a trigger. What triggers um, are you actually, like, um, setting off? Uh, we equally have um, the part that talks about um, emotions, affinity people's emotions, yeah? We also have um, the T, which um, signifies always terms of practical value, the value you are bringing to the community, to the society, your customers and all, as well as um, the last one being um, social currency, yeah? Social currency, I, I, I so much um, love and appreciate that part. So, yeah, I think that's that point. Yes, sir. Woo! Congratulations. Oh, yeah. I got you, right? Yes, you did. Yes, you you did. I think yes, you did. 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 Yes, Double, okay. double zero eight. Double zero eight. Double nine. Double nine. Double three. Hmm. What does your double number three. end with so that it connects with when she sends the number? Six three four nine. Okay. Can you call yes. back the number, please? Just to be sure that you have it. Okay. The WhatsApp number. I'll take it again. Zero eight one eight. Yeah. Double zero. Mm-hmm. Eight double nine. Yeah. And double three. All right. Please send the message before 10 a.m. Okay? 
Okay, all right, I'll, I'll do that now. All right, congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Hey, you're welcome. Of course, it is still the business show with Xavier right here. Um, as he is here at SA. Interesting conversation. And you've got tickets to be one on the show. The topic is still innovation, dilemma, evolve or dissolve. We'll go on a short break. We'll be right back. And we are back on the business show brought to you by Hexavia on Hot FM. And we are still talking about innovation, evolve or dissolve, the business and innovators dilemma. We're still taking calls on trivia, but we are not. Again, you will have to accuse, of us, accuse us of being Uniben professors. We are. So we're not <laughs> allowing you to answer the same question again. We're going to switch it up. So keep listening to get what the new question is and what the answers are. So we're still on the topic of innovation, of course. How, so talking about specifically about triggers, how do you instigate innovation? Like I've come, like because I'm a creative, I understand like the idea of like art for art's sake, that you make art for the aesthetics of it because it's pretty, because it's nice. Like there's no deeper meaning behind the Mona Lisa. It's a pretty girl in a field, right? So like for innovation, do you, as a business, should you be innovating for innovation's sake? Because like, well, you want to be better, you want to be better, you want to be better. Or does there need to be more specific inciting force as to what exactly your goal is, what you want to achieve with that innovation? Uh, uh, your questions, I, I find always rhetorical because the answers are always glaring. Why would you just want to do something for doing sake? Mm. Not for the aesthetics. Aesthetics is one of the reasons why but and that's the question that people ask when every year iPhone releases a new iPhone. Like every year they add one more, they change it, they change the direction of the camera and they call it a new one. So they call it iPhone 11, then they change the camera, call it iPhone 12, switch it around with just a bit of change. And but that, but at some point there's a limit to how far you can do that. So I think that beyond aesthetics, innovation should be driven by functionality. Like mm-hmm. the innovation is the art of getting better. Or creating a new thing. You're not just creating a new thing because you want to create a new thing. It has to be better than the old one. Right. So what about so what's the iPhone thirteen and iPhone twelve? Yes, the difference would be the camera quality. Right. It might be that one is waterproof, the other one isn't, right? But as the more you pack more functionality to it, the better your innovation and the better your competitive advantage. Mm-hmm. So why do people innovate for competitive advantage first? Right. Uh, for it to be functional, it's always important to be able to do that, right? Um, you just can't have it for anything else. And even when it's aesthetics, right? Uh, like what I, I would discuss this morning about the umbrella thing, right? Mm-hmm. For example, um, when everybody already has an umbrella and you want to create umbrella, you're not going to sell me one more extra umbrella because umbrella is umbrella, it's cover rain. But mm-hmm. even at that, that's the part example why, why would I do innovation? At that point, aesthetically, yes, you can because now you can have an umbrella that is exclusive. Oh, I remember this year when um, Didi was really Didi. That's when Didi was Puff Daddy, yeah. right? Um, there was this guy called Bentley. I don't know if you know Bentley. The guy that used to follow him was a mm. butler and had an umbrella as a signature. Bentley built a whole brand around umbrella. You know, the umbrella thing shows big status. You're working. That's, that's the reason why the Sultan and the Emirs and them carry people with umbrellas. big umbrellas following them. It's a status symbol. Mm-hmm. So you can use that. You see why story is important. Yeah. You can have a status symbol. For example, I know that all Rolls Royce, Every Rose Boy, Rose Royce. I'm talking about people that buy Pukumbo Rose Royce in Nigeria. <laughs> or people that buy Rose Royce and upgrade it, right? Mm-hmm. The real Rose Royce brand new bought from Koscharis comes with a special umbrella. Rose yeah. Royce don't make umbrella, but they have this partnership with this very premium umbrella company. In the end, all is buga. But then, right, it creates more value. So if that if anyone comes up with that umbrella, if you know, you know. Like I've been mm-hmm. in events where it was raining. And somebody comes in, like exclusive H&I, high network event, and someone comes down umbrella, 
and I know that the guy had a Rolls Royce downstairs. Even though I didn't see the Rolls Royce, because you can't have that umbrella if you don't have a Rolls Royce. Except mm. it's, it's going to say, except it's China, but but really, except okay. <laughs> But yeah. I, I have a question, though. Um, of course, you've talked about the steps to innovation. But then um, there are people who want to innovate, but then there are certain barriers. And not just, you know, because they are resistant to change. It could be, let me say, lack of capital or investment or even having, you know, workers who are not or employees who are not putting, you know, that much effort. So how do they sort of overcome, you know, those barriers? Mm. So we always act like innovation is an expensive process it could be expensive. right sometimes the perfect like best innovations as you know that's expensive matter of fact there are different types of innovation mm-hmm. right um but if i isolate one type just to answer the question is what you call disruptive innovation let me give an example if you own a church mm. right to run a a vigil like nigeria say night vigil nobody put night in vigil if vigil is already at night but <laughs> it's an expensive thing to do but did you anybody follow nathaniel bassi's Hallelujah. Hallelujah challenge. Yeah. That's innovation in any way you want to look at it. Gives you the same vibe that a vigil will give you, but for lesser price. Mm. All you need to run in the Hallelujah challenge, really, if you ask me, is a place, right? And a camera phone. That's not an expensive thing to do, right? People that will knock you out of your business might not even be coming with the big box that you're coming through with, right? People should not always add, add, assume that every innovation should be expensive. You see, it's not what you don't have that's stopping you. Is what you have and don't know how to use. Right? Matter of fact, history has it that the most, the guys that usually beat the big brands with innovation are actually the small guys that don't have money. Because the year, thinking more. Yeah, because they think more creatively. Mm-hmm. It's like David and Goliath. What Goliath, David used to beat Goliath was a stone. It's not an ex- expensive weapon to have. I mean, he picked up, the Bible teaches he picked up a stone. Mm hmm. Right, so and I want people to think about this. What's stopping you is not the big budget you don't have, and I'm not talking theory. I've been running a business since I was 20, registered my first company 21, right? Running business 14 straight, 14, 15 straight years. That's just how people calculate my age, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? But 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 here's the key thing, right? I I know this game. I'm the type of guy who does consulting. I'm consulting. I know I'm not. I can't go head to head with PwC, KPMG, Deloitte. I don't try. Mm. But I'm looking at what does KPMG, Deloitte, and PwC not have that I can have? Intimacy. I want my clients to feel like I'm your guy. Right? If you pick up, if you call me by 11 p.m., I might pick up your call. You're not going to call Deloitte by 11 p.m. You can't even call them when, when, when the office time is closed. Mm-hmm. So sometimes innovation is not always that gigantic idea. It's not always a faster Ferrari over a Lamborghini. That's not innovation. Innovation is just the little things that you do. It's like um, the guys that saw a bike business and said, wait, this bike business is a multi-billionaire business with malams on bikes all over the place. And somebody created Opay. Somebody created Gokada. Somebody created... That's innovation. It wasn't that much of an expensive experiment to do. It was just put a mobile phone app on, it, on an Okada and call it Opay and Opay. But of course, see what Opay has transited to. They become a payment platform. They become a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But it always just starts from that and people should think that way. Yeah, I think a big part of it is like knowing your lane. Like everybody, so like not everybody has to bamba with the big boys. Like sometimes according to yourself. Essentially, I think yeah, and I think a big part of like what you said is like knowing what people's needs are. And I think a good platform for understanding and getting to figuring out what figuring out and delivering on people's needs is like design thinking. I think we've talked about this about this before and the steps. Um, So like the first thing is empathizing, right? Like actually speaking to people and understanding like what their needs are, like what's 
what is the issue that they're facing? What about their, your business? Do they feel could be better, could evolve, things like that? Hint, we're about to have another trivia. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah. The second step is defining. You know, you're getting all this information. As a filmmaker, you get a lot of notes. People are telling you this and that's about your script. It's not everything else that you take. You mm. hone it down to like, what is your what is your vision as a business, as an entrepreneur? And what are people saying? And where do those, where do you find the middle ground between the two? And that is how you define the problem. And then the third step is ideating. So you start to think of ideas like around this like problem that you've defined, like what are different things that we can do? What are different things that we can come up with? What are different things that we can design in essence? And then you build a prototype, like based on the ideas you've come up with, you build something that you can show people like talking, talking can only take you so far. You need to show people, not tell them that like, this is what you want to do. This is what you can do. And so when you prototype and you are able to get people to interact with this, your idea you start your testing process. Like if your idea is about customer service and like um, improving it in some way, you don't necessarily implement it across the 20 stores that you're operating. Maybe start with one or two and guess what people's, how people react to that. Like if you're changing the kind of like what the um, the uniforms that your workers are wearing or the, your payment system, you, you don't like overhaul yeah. it. You start with one or two stores and like get people's response. How do people react to it does it actually make the service better and then from that maybe like design thing i think is more of a cycle than it is a necessarily linear process yeah so when intuitive yeah so when you get that test again you go back to empathizing because you're not just going to say okay it works how do you know it works you have to ask people and so whether it's asking your staff or asking your customers again you essentially go back and if it's not quite there you go through the define idea prototype test process again and that is the last time I will say those five things. <laughs> Empathy defined ideas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the rest you have to figure out. So, so if you've heard how you can call in. Right? All right. 0818 um, I think you need to tell them again why you're winning tickets. 0818, or what you're winning it for, rather. 0818 Am I just the... Uh, one of the people who love the sound of my their name, like I love to say, "Hi, my name is Izu." <laughs> this is part of the Hi, guys, my name is Izu. I'm a business and management consultant. Fourteen years deep, three masters, four masters. I'm fourth. I'm my fourth master's and PhD. But more importantly, a PMP. And we're doing a session this, um, not this weekend, on the 18th of March. And that session is basically around breakfast. Breakfast with Izu, top executives on the last floor of a co-hotel. Who's ever been to the last floor of a co-hotel? It's an amazing view. You get to the of Lagos and the New York Atlantic. That's where we're having our breakfast buffet intercontinental style. Wouldn't you want to be there alongside other CEOs? And that's the ticket you're about to win. It's called the Breakfast with Izu. Now, you want to attend with your team. You can send interested to the number 080-3520-2891. Or you can follow us on Instagram, EIZU. But you can also call in to win the ticket if you know the steps that she just mentioned for design thinking. Hello? Okay. We're going to have to call back 0818-242-6591. If you want to win a ticket to break fast with easy right here on the show, 0818-242-6591. All you need to do is answer the question. Answer the question, what are the five steps of design thinking? And I think as we wait for people to call back, I think design thinking can often exist in sort of opposition to another like sort of rule of innovation that if you build it, they will come. Which I think maybe more applies to like maybe like what Ford did with the cars. Like people ask for faster horses and it's like, well, mm. I don't care about what you say. I'm just going to make a car and they did that. So I think like how do you sort of balance the two of like asking people for what it is they want and then sort of going with the like 
I'm just going to build this thing, and if it's good, they will come. I just remind me of MBA school, business school 2015, uh, question 1A. That's how deep it is. And it was about differentiate between selling concept and marketing concept. That's actually what you just said now. Do you provide a product for your market or do you provide a market for your product? Oh, wow. Right. So what, that's what you just said, right? So, so while a lot of people say, oh, you know, take feedback and create, mm-hmm. there's a school of thought that actually says the opposite. Actually, Apple as a company sits on that opposite. Apple doesn't ask you what you want. Apple creates it and now sells it, not forcefully, but in a very charismatic way. Mm-hmm. So for example... We weren't asking for an Apple Watch when Apple created wristwatch, right? People wanted more Rolexes, want more Audemars, more Patek, Philips, and mm-hmm. stuff. But and I look what Apple has done. People don't realize Apple plays in almost every industry. So gadgets is what we know, but Apple plays in fashion. When they give you a watch with seven stripe options, mm-hmm. I mean, people. I tell people Apple is competing with high end watch. I said, how? Wow. I'm like, do you? Can you wear a Rolex and an Apple watch next to each other? They say no. I say, as long as you can wear two of them at the same time, then it's competing. A business, a competition is not someone the same thing as you. Competition is where they will spend money if they don't spend it with you, mm. right? Yeah. So I bet you that you will not think that MTN and Nigerian breweries. Are in competition. You think of MTN and Airtel, right? Or MTN and Glow. But what if I tell that MTN and Nigerian breweries in a model can actually be competitors? Because if I have to make a decision in university campus whether to buy one more bottle of beer or 200 naira or 300 naira recharge card, then that's a competition. Mm. If I don't know if what I'm saying basically makes sense to us. Yeah. So um, just to buttress your point, I, I agree with you that I belong on the second one. Like you mustn't create a product for your market. You mm. can create something that you don't need and sell it to people like i don't think anybody right now wanted to do breakfast in a hotel but now i've sold breakfast so it's not a bad idea okay i can well it's in breakfast i still get strategy sessions i still network mm. right and that's a stylish way to sell breakfast with you anyway <laughs> <laughs> always marketing so if you, if you would like to win a ticket 0818-242-6591 is the number to call so still on the topic of innovation Let's talk about um, innovation that involves maybe dismantling or dissolving something, like as opposed to creating something new. Is that can that still be considered innovation? Yes. Uh, the, the thing is, and by the way, if you're listening, you, even if you don't want to call on a ticket, you can call to contribute or mm-hmm. look at this as a business clinic. You have a business problem, you can call and we we'll dismantle it. This mm-hmm. morning, we're having an argument on WhatsApp group about brands that have lasted 100 years in Nigeria. And somebody said First Bank has been. I said, yeah, First Bank is, but First Bank is originally a British company. It was part of the whole movement, the Nigerian Royal, 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 Royal Niger Company. People don't actually understand that Nigeria is a transaction. Nigeria yeah. was sold, mm-hmm. right? The people that bought Nigeria as a location, right, is the people also that had First Bank. And then it wasn't called First Bank then, but that's not the question I was going to So I, I showed them a, a brand that is 100 years old that we don't notice. It's Alabukun. That is That's Antibimbola's. <laughs> we know the owners, right? Antibimbola's. Like, Alabukun, we know Alabukun, the, yeah, the tablet, the, like the painkiller that is in powdered yeah. form. Mm-hmm. It's been around for 100 plus years. So, we talked about St. Louis Sugar, and I said, wait a second, St. Louis Sugar is an interesting model. Been around for about 100 years, too, right? Talking about dissolve, right? Mm-hmm. It's cube sugar that dissolves in water. Mm-hmm. But how come we don't have enough cube sugar competitors? As we thought about it, like these guys are almost arrogantly selling us product for 50 years that hasn't even changed the pack. Same St. Louis boring blue pack. I looked at it. I'm not sure if it has an address or where it's produced. <laughs> so my question is, how did you even get that pack number? But that's by the side. But here's the key thing. Sometimes innovation is about dissolving people like that. Mm. Right? Because I've always wondered why isn't even Dangote sugar doing cube sugar? 
Like, if you thought about it, like, why? Don't they do cube sugar? Right. So maybe Nigerians are not as we're thinking as, because people are sleeping in bullion vans, literally not sleeping on bicycles. People are in bullion vans and you're supposed to do a money heist on them and you're not. Like, because mm-hmm. people have money, like 13.3% of those sugar was what they were bringing in. That's it, but, but 200,000 metric tons of sugar by salary sugars bring, brought in. That's like 13.3 market. I don't want to be technical, but the serviceable optimal market of that 13.3% of the total addressable market of about 2.5 million metric tons of sugar was used. Like somebody owns 13 on the market and nobody's even looking at the competitor for it. Apart from the woman on the roadside who's tying sugar and it's not mm-hmm. cube sugar. Mm-hmm. If I want to buy sugar, I'd rather buy sugar in a cube of five cubes, six mm-hmm. cubes, like Cowbell did and like Hypo put it in sachet, mm-hmm. than buy a whole box of sugar right. because I just want to drink a cup of tea. Because that's really how much we don't have options, mm. right? People should think that out of the box. That's really what this commission is about. Okay, so we're still taking calls to answer the question about what the five steps on design thinking are. Do you want to tell them again? No, <laughs> no. I feel like they didn't hear you the first time. <laughs> okay, it's zero eight one eight two four two six five nine one uh to call to win tickets. If you want to contribute, if you want to ask questions, we have about five minutes to wrap this up. Zero eight one eight two four two six five nine one. Free tickets, break fast in a hotel. So you don't want to miss that. So Izu, earlier you talked about like there's different types of innovations and you mentioned one which is a disruptive um, innovation could you talk about the rest uh honestly from the top of my head i, I i'm not sure I, I i know all of them the way they are but um there's like simple innovations which is basically taking a product that already exists and making it simpler okay right uh, product and i'm trying to look at case studies for that right mm-hmm. um so i would say for example whatsapp is a simple innovation we have color sir hello Hello, good morning. Good morning. Real quick, what's your name? Where are you calling from? My name is Sumba. I'm calling from JJ. All right, welcome, hi, Sumba. Hi, hi. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I just called in um, to say that you're doing a great job. I mean, both of us speak on the same board now, so I listen to you speak. I want to reaffirm to anyone who for that class meeting that they're... <laughs> Their minds would open up, not only for innovation, but they would definitely evolve. Um, uh, well, I'm going to answer the question, <laughs> just so you know I've been listening. Mm. And um, you talked about um, steps, strategy steps. And S is that you must have a story. Oh, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sammy, you don't want me to answer? No, we want you to answer, but that's it's a different question. So someone did already call in and answer that correctly. So you all already had Expo multiple times in regards <laughs> to that question. And oh, being okay, okay, what's the next question? So the next question was, what are the five steps in design thinking? Five steps in design thinking. Oh, I didn't get that one. I only have theorem for change management, so. <laughs> and then he talked about innovation, disruptive innovation. Is that the one? No, not quite. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but he's a great job. Thank I just you. wanted people to know that, I mean, you're not just asking them to come for something that they wouldn't have value for. They would have extra value and this is what we need we need people like you god bless you great job all right i didn't quite get what you're calling from he said we met before 
No, I didn't get that. I didn't get that. She's gone. She's just gone. Yeah, shout out to our community members who are listening. Uh, both PBN and Hexban Business Club. I, I promise I was going to give you guys a shout out because that argument about Salvishika came from PBN, Premier Business Network. Oh, wow. And I think that it's an amazing um, community for people who want to be a part of a community for CEOs and executives. Okay. Okay, I think I have one question, though. How, how do you measure, like, you, your success at being innovative? How do you measure innovation? Um, the balance scorecard, we're back to balance scorecard, right? Yeah. You can measure it by the turnover. If it's innovative enough, more people will buy because they're excited about the innovation. Okay. So turnover, patronage, also um, experience, uh, the gets, feedback. That's how you also measure. And sometimes you can measure feedback in very simple ways, right? I went to this bar, right? And I'm mm-hmm. coming out to this bar and I see this, um, what you call it, like, um, what's the, what, what you call it, like the, um, the, the thing that they do when you sew, when you clothes, mannequins. I saw this mannequin. That says, oh, you're happy from the drinks you had. Mm-hmm. Punch. If you're not happy, slap. Right? It was so interesting. Like, people punch and people slap. But I realized that it was automated as a counter. So the number of punches meant people were happy. number of slap meant people could just be creative like that. All right. Uh, did you have more questions? Okay. Um, thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. I did enjoy. I got educated and informed as well. So you wanted to say something? No, I said it was great to have you. It was, definitely, <laughs> it was definitely great to be here and listening. You know, I don't have a business yet, but I will soon and just get, you know, all the amazing, um, insightful, yeah. you know, lessons on that. Um, of course, this show happens every Thursday.